Everybody look good in shorts. Shorts and a t-shirt, maybe. So? Not me. I don't. I look like shit. In yeah, Kobe. Helmet, shoulder, Tours helmet, knee shorts. up. Shorts. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. And we're back with Division One Rejects. Kobe Manzo back here with Tyshawn King, Jimmy Martin. How we doing? Trevor Lee. How we doing, everybody? Trav, what's up, fella? Doing good, doing good. To, good. good to have you on, man. Good Glad to have to you be on. Here. We got a we got a good episode today. We got some good Gleak news. Um, doesn't sound like we'll have a guest for you today. That might have uh, fallen through on that front, so a little disappointing. But um, we've got enough stuff to talk about, fellas. I don't know. Uh, we're, we're gonna go the distance today. We're gonna hold and go the whole nine yards. Excuse me. Starting in the Gleak, we've got. Uh, we were going to talk a little bit about Ferris's championship run with our guests, but we'll see if we can't make that happen sometime later in the episode. Um, but the big news out of the GLIAC was Jaron Bernhardt getting his pro day, and he being, for those of you who live under the rock, um, as far as the GLIAC is concerned, was the quarterback for the national championship, Ferris State Bulldogs. He got his pro day opportunity at Maryland, where he played lacrosse and won the Tawarton Award, I want to say is the correct Sounds right. Yeah, sounds, sounds right. Correct. The Jordan Award is the, the best player in college across. I'm sure you've heard the story before. He got a chance at the NFL Pro Day at Maryland, so that was pretty big news. Uh, our spring game up here at Northern Michigan University is this Saturday, which is uh, definitely an exciting one. And also Michigan Tech just released their schedule for this season. Some interesting out-of-conference games coming from the Huskies about an hour and a half northwest of us. So that'll be something exciting to talk about. But really, fellas, big week for the NFL. Big week for the city of Detroit. More specifically, the Lions will be on Hard Knocks. That got announced earlier this week. Also, Detroit will be hosting the 2024 NFL Draft. That is huge. huge. Like, I don't know if you guys have looked into a lot of the cities that have hosted that or the, I think, the economic impact of, of what that brings to cities. Also, it's just I think it's just good to have events like that in Detroit and change people's perception, right? I think everyone is – a lot of people were pissed about that. Yeah. A lot of people were pissed about the selection. Like, that, the fact that it's in Detroit, they're posting all these pictures of, like – Back alleys and old pictures of, of crap. I don't, I don't know how many times have you guys have been to Detroit. You guys are Illinois well, guys. Once or twice. Yeah. yeah, I've been to Ford Field. Have you? Yeah. I rode to Detroit. Yeah, but that, every That's city it. like that, bro. I could look I up. Know, yeah, I could look up. You find Chicago and find the dirtiest, slummiest. You're gonna find part of what Chicago. you're looking for. You're gonna find exactly, exactly. what you're looking Literally. for. Literally, Trev. Yeah, I say Trev's a lot closer too, so you don't understand that. But um, outside of Detroit, other big time news in the NFL: the playoff overtime rules have been changed. That did not take very long at all after that uh, Bills-Chiefs game this year in the playoffs. And another huge note was that Bruce Arians is stepping down as the head coach for the Bucks. That just broke. Was it today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today. That's today, Thursday night as we're recording this. So that was a huge piece of news there. Very unexpected, I think, for a lot of people, depending on the you know who you ask. You know, I don't think he's riding off into the sunset, though. He's not retiring. He's actually the senior football consultant exactly. for so, the Buccaneers, totally. I believe, or something. So You're totally right. So that's, um, you know... It, a lot of people kind of don't understand that, I think, and we'll talk about that later, but he's definitely staying involved within the organization. Uh, we'll talk about Bulls stepping up to be the head coach there. Um, finally, some other contract news. Ty, there was, uh, there was a certain linebacker that signed a pretty big deal today. What was his name? Bobbeth Wagner? <laughs> With the uh, San Diego Rams? He made, a, he made a handsome check, too. Five years, $50 million. Yeah. I wouldn't have given him five years, $50 million. <laughs> but I was, I'm also not in the front. Of, I didn't just win the Super Bowl, so they know better than I it do. Is the salary cap real, though? Yeah, it's real for sure. Is it real? Yeah. You see the Packers. <laughs> True. They're running out of money. People they, are running out of running money. They're running out of money. Mm-hmm. It's getting Chiefs, you see them running uh-huh. out of money. Tyreek, they let him go, um, and they, they got a lot for him. Don't get me wrong. But um, as always, you can listen pretty much anywhere, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Follow us on Twitter at D1Rejects and on Instagram at Division1Rejects to see highlights from the show. Fellas, they can't see us right now. Let me just let, – let's, let's just have them take our word for it. The studio is beautiful. Yeah. The studio is, is right. gorgeous. It's all right. Don't let them go. <laughs> it, it's nothing short of terrific. Let's first, just say that. first video podcast will be next week with some big time guests. So be sure to uh, to tune in for that one. We will be uh, back on YouTube with a video podcast, and I am just sitting here smiling, just extremely happy about that. So uh, stay tuned. A lot of big things coming from Division One Rejects, but fellas, we can get right into this thing with some Gleat conversation. Jared Bernhardt, he got his pro day at Maryland. Like I was saying, the former Terrapin lacrosse player, now turned Fair State quarterback. Um, he's trying to get looks at the NFL. Obviously, I don't think we see him playing quarterback at the next level because he didn't throw the ball very well in the GLIAC at Division II, let alone in the NFL against some of the best athletes in the world. But, you know, it, it, looking at the film and just playing against him, right, is the best the best measuring stick. Does he have enough to get a chance as a slot receiver or some type of, you know, skill position? I think that would be his best shot as a slot receiver. He's an athlete. 
he he move well. He not he not fast. He not slow either though. So he'd be a a nice slot, and he got some size on him. And He's just a gamer. Yeah, like you watch that dude play, and he is a gamer. Yeah, and trust sure. me, I was sitting there filming at the Ferris State game because obviously I had the knee injury, didn't play, but I I was behind yeah. that camera. I saw a homie running into the end zone a few times there, and he he makes really good moves. He makes a lot of people miss. He's got enough power where he can, you know, he's a little bit of a threat. He's not going to go to bold those people, right? But he's got enough power where he can put a shoulder down. And you're not worried about him so you're looking for being fragile. Season. Exactly. Very true. Those yeah. are all. Those are all really good attributes. I'm trying to avoid like you feel me like comparisons and only comparing on the white receivers. <laughs> It'd be like a like a. I was gonna You're say, right though. I was gonna say Ben Skoranek. Y'all don't even know who that is. <laughs> I do. I, I've, yeah, heard, I've heard of Ben Skoranek. Yeah. That's here's a little. Here's a little interesting tidbit. And now, this is the kind of guy that Bill Belichick would love to have on his team. That's what a lot of people are here's, saying. Here's 100%. the thing. Yeah, funny yeah. compare. I'm not comparing the two, but Julian Edelman, college quarterback, Kent State, different story. Kent State's. A much more prestigious program than Ferris. Nothing, nothing away from Ferris, but Kent State's Division One. Yeah. Why not take a shot at this guy? He won a national championship, undefeated. For that was his what first year playing football since high school. Yeah, or something like. Yeah. This, so yeah, the story. This guy is also like the best lacrosse player in the country too. He's a freak he's athlete. He's an athlete, and I guess the story for those that don't know is that he's obviously playing lacrosse at Maryland. Freak athlete won the best the the award for the best college uh, lacrosse player in the country in the Torton Award. Now his father passed away, and he's his dream was always to see Jared play college football. That was the story that I've read at, at so many different news outlets. So that's what made him choose Ferris State to choose to go play college football. He got that extra year of eligibility due to COVID and those rules. Now, you bring up Bill Belichick. A lot of people are pointing in that direction. And the name I thought you were going to bring up was, is it Chris Hogan? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Chris Hogan? He did. And he went back to play lacrosse after he was done playing football. Hogan played lacrosse too? I want to say it was Hogan, right? Yeah. So he actually, when when he stopped playing football, went back and tried to play lacrosse a little bit. So he was a lacrosse guy coming out of college, and Bill Belichick took a chance on him. Bill Belichick, also in that Maryland area, Maryland's one of the biggest lacrosse states in the country. Lacrosse is very notoriously an East Coast sport, right, with Maryland being right in that bunch. Mm -hmm. And I think Bill Belichick would be the guy to take a chance on a Jerry Bernhardt. It just makes perfect sense. It really does. Because, I mean, New England's always had, like, really good, like, quick, like, White slot receivers. Like, yeah, just, that's just, just what they are. Like, you, like, look at the track record. You got Wes Welker, Julian Edelman. Like, I got Chris Hogan again. Like, Danny Amendola. You got you, you got tons of guys that could just, you know, that you that you wouldn't think would be like like these superstar receivers, and they ended up being like really good. They also play with Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But I mean, I think I think Edelman and Welker are good anywhere, like regardless of who their quarterback is. Just straight talents. Yeah. Where? Yeah. So Chris Hogan. Let me just. Chris Hogan was a star lacrosse player at Penn State. Like, was one of their best players. In college. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Chris Hogan. He built just like Chris Hogan. Yeah. Just a tall, lanky. You know what I'm saying? He ain't yeah. super fast, but he ain't slow. He can move. Yeah. It's Chris Hogan, man. Isn't that crazy? He was uh, Under Armour High School All-American. Hogan was in lacrosse. And uh, he was also All-State in football um, as a senior. So he played both. Um, but in college, he went to Penn State and played on the lacrosse team for three years. He didn't actually pursue football in college. So almost a very similar story. Yeah. Now, I imagine Hogan didn't play uh, quarterback. He probably played receiver right off the bat. But, I mean, shoot, Jimmy, you're doing it right now. Yeah. How, hard of a, how hard of a transition is that? So, I think there's a little bit of a transition based on just, like, how to run your routes. Obviously, you can just draw a route when you're playing quarterback and you know where the receiver is going to be. But when you're a receiver, you have to take these all these little steps and try to make the defender, like, you know, not know where you're going. Like, blocking is a little bit harder just to, like, learn like oh, how to block. Dude, blocking, especially like, in, in exactly. space? Yeah, and I haven't blocked anyone since I was in, like, eighth grade. So, it's been a while. <laughs> been a while. Actually, uh, I got to shout out Tavion McCarthy. He actually, he got me pretty good yeah. one day at the, the, in our scrimmage. I tried to block him, and it did not go well for me. But, uh, I mean, shout, sh- shout out to Tavion for that. But, anyway, I got a little sidetracked. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah tra- tra- <laughs> transitioning from quarterback to receiver, you know, it's not as, like, Difficult as people think, you know. I could totally see Bern- Bernhardt being really successful. If you got it, you got it. Exactly. Right? Like if you could, if you can catch the ball, you can make guys miss. You can play receiver. And I think one of the things too is just being able to make the unscripted play, yeah. right? The stuff that like scramble drill, things yeah. like that, and things of that nature. But as a quarterback, you know what you want from your wide receivers exactly. in that situation. And I'm sure yeah. Trev, you can attest to getting out in space to go chase down some of those little guys. Trev plays offensive line, uh, offensive tackle up here. For for those who can't see Trev, he's a he's a beast. But um, cats, man, exactly. But getting out in space to block the little guys is very different than going up against a, a five tech, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. Is it is that better? Do you prefer that? Do you get like do you lick your chops when you get the the pole or the what do you, what do you call it? the U pole or what what do they call? Oh yeah, I mean 
Sometimes I get excited to get out in space. Yeah. But you know those little guys are going to want to try to juke and move. They're never, no, they're never just going to put a shoulder. I yeah, mean, unless, like, I guess some of them, like, their job, right, is to, like, play contain or whatever. Yeah. I think a lot of them, that's where you see a lot of business decisions. Mm-hmm, that's what 100%. we call. That's what we call the business decision. They're I'll not gonna. They're that. not gonna lower their shoulder and try to go through no. you like some of those guys in the interior. No way in hell. Um, but that, that's uh that's something that um I'm I'm pretty interested to see how that develops. Um, but other than the Patriots, do you think? Well, I guess first of all, do you think he gets a chance to potentially drafted? He'd probably be a free agent I guy, right? Like Undrafted free agent, yeah. maybe like seventh round. Yeah, you never know. I mean, I he'd just be one of those guys that just pops up there in the seventh round. You just grab him. But I mean, I. If I had to put my money on it, I'd say he'd be an undrafted free agent. He'll be in yep. like rookie camp this summer. Agreed. He, I would almost guarantee that he will be like in an, on an NFL organization come like May or June. One hundred. I, I would put a lot. I think of it's money a safe bet. That. I think that's a pretty safe yeah. bet. And and yeah. even I guess to go further is that he'll get a chance. Like I think that's almost guaranteed from the resume that he's built for himself. I think he at least gets a chance. Um, even solely based on like whoever picks them up is going to get a lot of media attention for a little One bit. One year. 14 and 0 national championship. Mm-hmm. That guy gets a shot. I don't I don't like come on. I hope so. Come on. He was dominant. And you look at their schedule, their only even close game was that Saginaw Valley game that went into single or double overtime. It was some type of was, overtime game. I don't know, but I gave Saginaw a lot of credit game. for that. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Ty. That's yeah. exactly where I was going with that. Jerry Bernhard did not even play in that game. They blew everybody else out of the yeah. water. In their playoff run, were they even within 20 points of any of those opponents? No. I don't, I don't believe so. so no. Grand Valley might have given them the best game. Yeah, they beat programs like uh, Northwest Missouri State, dude. Northwest Missouri State, by the way, not to like go on a weird tangent on them. I think they've won the D two basketball championship like three years in a row or something crazy. Their football team is deep into the playoffs every single year. Their media team is one of the best in D two. Something, I'm not even gonna say something is going on over there. Something's been going on yeah. over there. Like they're different yeah. over there. It was recruiting at a high school. Really? I was sick when they told me they. You know what I'm saying? I that's ridiculous. Go. That's the that's the school that had the running back that has been the three time Harlan Hill finalist mm-hmm. that I was telling you about. Yeah. Never won that. That's tough. Feel bad for homie. I'll bring it home for him. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I actually you represent. Funny story. If you actually have a connection to North Missouri State. So I was in like seventh grade and I was on vacation, right? And you know me, like I just walking around with the football on the beach, for sure. just trying to find kids, sure. trying to find kids to play catch. Sure. And I stumbled across this this tall kid, and he, I thought he'd be a football player. Just like find out he's this wide receiver, tight end, whatever. And at the time, I was just like playing quarterback, throwing the ball around, you know. And we started playing catch. He's like, yeah, blah blah. blah. Like I play football, I play basketball, whatever. And we follow each other on Instagram. Like I haven't really talked to him in like probably six or seven years, but ended up playing football at Northwest Missouri State. So if we ever need a guest one he day. there now? Yeah, he's there right now. Hit him up. I'd love, I'd, I'd, I'd I'd love will, to talk yeah. to someone from there because they Ooh. also just got a big deal with, I want to say it's Built Bar. Yeah. It, it's a, you know, like some type of energy or like protein bar. And they have become like the official like, you know, bar or whatever of Northwest Missouri Athletics. Like, could you imagine if we got a deal like that that'd over be, here? That'd like, be sweet. That'd be awesome. That's awesome. I'd love that. That's pretty like, cool. Yeah. So like Super you know, cool. come out of the locker room and there's like your whole like Built Bar selection. They yeah. got like all this stuff for like hey. post-workout and stuff. Another shout out to Nate Dog. Uh, for our fueling station, we I know we're talking about this fancy stuff yeah. right now, but Nate Dog, he's got those oats and honey in nature. No, we, we do it all right here. We do he's it got, all right he's here. He's got our chocolate milks, our Nutri Grains. Yeah, we used to have like apples and bananas too, but now we don't. Great fruit flies, I guess, get in there. Yeah. But that's that's like a little like a local Meyer like sponsorship, which yeah. is it gets us right. Super cool. You yeah. can't complain about yeah. it. But sticking in the GLIAC, uh, Michigan Tech just released their 2022 schedule, and that was I want to say just yesterday. Do you guys see, do you guys look at that yet or no? Tech schedule? Yeah. I am not. Checking for I, them, don't that. I, I don't know, know if you guys are plugged in like that. I'm plugged in. I think October 15th them, is the only game on their schedule I'm worried about. That would be us, by the way, for those of you who have not seen that. the October 15th. That'll be at in Houghton. At Husky oh, Stadium. Yep. I don't even know you're so, talk about that. I just want to talk about their out-of-conference games because they've got some interesting ones. They open with um, Wisconsin. Is it Platteville or Plateville? Platteville. It's Platteville. So they open with Wisconsin Platteville, and they are they're hosting them. They also have a Thursday Thursday game at 6 p.m. We got a Thursday game. Exactly. That's why I say that. So I'm like, why is that? Is this kind of like the new way? Who wave? played that first? Huh? Who played that first? What do you mean? Who who played that Thursday game first? Us, right? Because we the first game. We're week season, one, right? Yeah, week one Thursday. They're they're week one too. It's mm. September first against Platteville. Mm-hmm. Hey, a fun little stat for you about Platteville. Uh, they have okay. an Illinois State transfer quarterback, Britton Morris, goes to throw deep. I think Platteville goes up to Tech and beats them. 
Dude, that would be something. This kid, this I'm telling you, this kid's really good. That would rock. That he, would rock. He, he trains with Rad and I at Throw Deep, and this kid can throw it, dude. Can you imagine? He was, he, I he mean, was we like, saw Oshkosh last year. Yeah. We saw the cross yeah. hang tough with Grand Valley, like these oh, Wisconsin well, schools. I, I think Platteville's going to have a really good year. If, they, wanted, if, this, if this kid's eligible, they're going to yeah. go up there and beat Tech. I wanted, I wanted Oshkosh again so bad this year. I know Nystrom did too. Yeah. I, I wanted those guys again. You can beat them, dude. Yeah. 100%. They, they were good. But we, I, we didn't, we we didn't establish the run game against them. That was a problem. It's hard when you have, you know, Two running backs. I was there. Yeah, we had time. Oh, that's we right. Had we had so we, 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 twice. That's right. We, did, we didn't have DeAndre though. That's I ran right. the ball twice. I totally yeah, that's, what about that. that's our biggest problem. Like, that's right. We, did, we only threw for like thirty-seven yards. We 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 did not execute on offense. It's simple. It was, the, no, de- the defense that. played. The defense played fine. We had go back and look at that game because that's what we talked about. There yeah, were two we games where we got. There were two games where we got beat, and that was Oshkosh and Fair State. Every other game, we should have won. Yeah, we had, like, a legitimate shot to go and mm-hmm. win that game. Should have won. Yeah. I think the the one game that I can think of off the top of my head that we absolutely – there's two that we absolutely no doubt should have won, and that's Michigan Tech and Grand Valley. Agreed. That's oh, the two that was Those are the two most frustrating losses that we've had all year. And don't But, dude, those Tech and Grand Valley ones – But the two at like, home against those big time – Dude, like, like – You're talking about what? And we just blew it. Like, Yeah. It's uh, like second and third. That's second and third in the conference right there, those two teams. So Tech, we, we're six and five. We win those games. And I, and I, let me tell you something. If we beat Tech and Grand Valley, we're beating Saginaw too. Like we, we would have been, we would have been There's hot. Momentum. We would have been yeah, on fire, dude. Shit. So yeah. you know, you could, but you know, that's that's the beauty of of this sport and this yeah. league is that you get another chance at all those guys this year, right? That's that's the beauty of it. And we're gonna be back with with full strength. So I'm excited about that. But back to uh, Michigan Tech schedule here. Uh, I just want to talk about these out of conference games. Uh, Saint Thomas or Saint Thomas is their their second game hmm. Saturday, September 10th. Now I want to say. St. Thomas, did they make the jump to D one? They were they Division do. three, and now they're Division one. They did. I, I think they're. They might be in the the Pioneer League. I believe. You're oh, right. they are. Yeah, is that D1. true? Is there the yeah. Summit League? Are they in the Summit or the Pioneer? I don't know the league. I just know they D one. I'm gonna because Pioneer League is Pioneer League non scholarship, but I they think are Pioneer Pioneer Football League. There you go. So they're like Valpo Butler. Valpo Butler. You've got Dayton is in there. Davidson. Um, Drake University out in Iowa. You've got a couple, a lot of different schools all over the nation. They are, and it's so odd because, like, it's don't get me wrong, it's a good, it's good football, but like, we could go, we could go compete with like all those oh, teams. Yeah. They play yeah. some, they play some NAIA teams, Dude, and they've I, gotten beat by NAIA. Let me tell you teams. something. I think the Gleak is better than the Pioneer League. Oh, I, I agree with. That. I would, I would kind of agree with like, that listen, too. The, the Pioneer League is good. I think Ferris wins the Pioneer League every year. Oh yeah, they would they oh, would yeah. they would Grand rip Valley. through that league. Dude. Ferris and Grand they Valley. would rip through that league, dude. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. But it'll be interesting to see because you know technically it's Division One, so it's a, yeah. it's a good no, I, it's a good thing to put on your schedule. I think if you're Michigan Tech, and I like that idea for not a conference game. I wouldn't be surprised if we did something like that in the near future. I've yeah. seen teams uh, when I took my official visit to Butler, they were playing uh, Indiana Wesleyan, I believe, and that went into like double overtime against the NAIA yeah. team that was brand new. Uh, so that was interesting. But their third their third opponent is in Wichita Falls, Texas. They're playing the defending oh. Lone Star Conference champions Midwestern State at 8 p.m., the night game in Texas. That's kind of sick. That's that really sick. That's cool. kind of sick. A That's night really game. Cool. And then you also have to think, though, something that I, I guess, you know, you want to put some thought into is that the 8 p.m., obviously Texas, if you're playing a noon game in Texas, who does the advantage go towards? The Texas teams, you're uh, the maybe, home team. Could you imagine going from Tech down to all the way to, to Texas? You're sweating like a pig down there. You'd be done. Yeah. So that night game might actually be beneficial for them. Um, the Lone Star Conference. I don't know what other teams are in that conference, but if you're a conference champion at the Division Two level, that's got to be a pretty high caliber, high oh, caliber team. One hundred percent. So excited to see that one. Otherwise, you get into the league schedule. They go Saginaw. They go home for Saginaw at Davenport. Home Wayne State. Home for us, Northern Michigan. Uh, they're at Ferris. They're home for Grand Valley. Their last out of conference is uh, at Hillsdale. Their second to last week of the game or week of the season, excuse me. The, the Chargers, the Hillsdale, Hillsdale Chargers. Chargers. Hillsdale Chargers. They've been a solid team. They've been. They've been. Uh, I want to say like top three or four in the GMAC, right? Does anyone can anyone verify that with me? But I, they've been they've been putting up some decent uh, seasons here. They've had a little bit of success, so that'll be a good game for them. They played them last year, actually. I don't know if you remember that, Jimmy or, or Ty or Trevor. I remember. It feel, yeah, I feel I like everybody played them though in a in a GLIAC. I feel like. Well, they used to be a GLIAC team. So I was gonna say since I since I've been here because they're in Michigan. When we watch film. Hillsdale is on there. Yep. You'll yeah. see them playing somebody because they used to be a GLIAC team. The location makes sense um, now. Obviously, they're a smaller private school, which makes mm-hmm. the move to the GMAC very obvious for them. They left a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, that game against Tech. They were up 
10 nothing. I think going into the fourth quarter, Hillsdale was. Yeah. And then Tech scored two touchdowns, and it was like 14-10. Yeah, they won the 14 yeah. yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah, Hillsdale yeah. was third in the GMAC. They were third in the GMAC. Yeah. Who were they behind? Um, Maybe like Finley was first. Finley and, and Tiffin? Tiffin second, Finley yeah. and Tiffin are usually the two that are ter- that are legitimate. Tiffin had a defense that was crazy last year. I'm not sure how many of them that they returned. They, they played somebody last year in the GLIAC in like... Finley, Finley it was played Davenport. Ferris State. It was oh, Tiffin played Davenport, I think. Did they? Man. I don't remember that. I know Finley played Ferris State. Ferris State blew the brakes off of them. Oh, no, week Tiffin one. played Northwood. They Ooh, did. That, that they got right. killed. Northwood oh, got killed. Oh, my goodness. It was bad. But then you think, like, Northwood also played Grand Valley, and Grand Valley put up, what, 70 points on them? Yeah. Yeah. Grand Valley, they played at home at uh, Lubber Stadium in Allendale. Grand Valley ran out of fireworks to pl- this, uh, put off after the touchdowns. That is ridiculous. I did not know that. Wow. <laughs> I remember the score being high. That's that is in- insane. <laughs> they like, had made an announcement during the game that the fireworks were out. Like, sorry, guys. We didn't expect our team to put up, the, you know, 100-piece, these guys. That's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, but I'm, I'm glad we beat Northwood at last. Or, or Actually, North, I got yeah. to refrain my statement from earlier. I, I had those two, oh. obviously, games that we lost to Michigan Tech and Grand Valley were bad. We lost to Northwood, Northwood. by seven. We lost to Northwood by seventeen <laughs> points. I'm sitting. I'm sitting. Cause I, I didn't travel last year, so I'm sitting on Hunter Denton's couch. Right. I'm watching this game. We were manhandling them in the first half. It was thirteen to three. That's just football, man. It's and, so and crazy. Like, and then there's some weird shit on special. Sorry. There was some weird you're, stuff you're going good, on special good, teams. Good. Special teams had some mishaps. You, you know, no, like, no f bombs. No, no, nothing crazy. Yeah. You, no b words. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Just, just little games like that. Just, <laughs> it's little games like that. When you wake up and you go to fourth quarter, you're like, all right, like we lost these games, we did this, we did that. Yeah, like let's wake up and just grind and just ball out. Right I mean, now. talk like, about you, know you know I mean? lose to Northwood, then you see them go and lose to Grand Valley in that fashion by like fifty plus points. Grand Valley comes up here, they beat us by four points, and you're like, what is this game? Yeah, because that's just that's just how it is. And like I said, that's the beauty of it is we get a shot at every single one of these teams this year. Northwood being the exception because they did make that move to the GMAC. You beat them now. Um, otherwise, that's. That's really all I wanted to cover from uh, Tech's schedule. We don't have to talk about them too much, but um, I, I thought it was pretty sweet, especially the Texas game. That'll be pretty cool, man. Yeah. That'd be that'd be a cool experience. Um, that'll be pretty sweet. But uh, I want to. I'm play a former YouTube resident of Texas, by the way. I don't know if you guys know that. I, did not I lived know in that. Flower Mound for four Dude, years. Nobody even knew that you had a peanut allergy. Yeah. Were you just holding? Were you just <laughs> holding that from us? Yeah, I got a like pretty like, pretty bad. Uh, serious. Were you gonna let anybody know that? Like, um, I know, consume I'm, I'm peanut a, butter with like everything. No, no, no. I I can be around it. I know. Like, nothing yeah. nothing happens. But if I done. eat it, I'm like, I'm probably gonna be like either cremated or in a grave. So <laughs> I hate hate to say it like that, but you know, like it's like that. Like I, I'm it's I'm anaphylactic. Like, hey, Shreddy just went deep. No, no, like, no, no. I just, no, I'm just I'm keeping like, it real. But the know? thing is, like, I don't think did, did even like Rad and the guys <laughs> know. Like I, nobody even. I don't think anyone knew because like I I just stay. I just don't eat it. If I don't need it, I'm fine. Like I, I've, I'm I dodging something that your boys. I'm, I'm like, 21 you wanna, years. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like if I'm you right. accidentally, accidentally happen, like you want your guys to know. Like so, hey. funny story for you guys. This isn't Here about football or anything. So this actually happened this summer. The um, peanut butter. Oh yeah, an interaction. So Jesus, I was over at the the girl's house, like Minnie, Evelyn, all them, and uh, sure. Minnie was making pancakes, right? Oh, and uh, wow. she she uh, hands me a pancake. She's like, you guys want pancakes? I'm like I'm sitting there. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I want a pancake. Question is that? Yeah, of course. And uh, so I, I take a bite of it. I'm like. This is what is this? Like I don't know what this. I've never had this before. Like what is this? Because I, I don't know how am I supposed to know what peanut butter tastes like. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 Rad's also Rad, listen, 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 listen. Rad's also eating a pancake, and he's like, "Yo, Jimmy, what are you doing? This is peanut butter." I'm like, "Are you serious, bro?" So I spit it out, and we waited around for like five minutes, and I, I was fine because like I didn't swallow it. I'm just like chewing it because I'm just like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm confused. I'm like I'm like what like what is this? Like you know what That's I mean? Great, dude. I don't know. Funny hey, story. We gonna we gonna, we gonna we're going to uh, cross this out the interview just in case people listening trying to take my boy Jim out. What? <laughs> no, 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 no. Slip some peanut butter on his mouth. They take a hit on him? On yeah, slip some peanut butter on his mouthpiece before practice in the morning. Yeah, uh, we, we'd be short on uh, either an X or a Z receiver. Oh, be, that's hilarious. But, um, short enough. Let's, yeah. let's get over to uh, some NFL talk. Um, let's start it off with Motor City. Big week for Detroit. Hard Knocks. The Lions have been announced as the 2022 team to be featured on the hit HBO series Hard Knocks heading into training camp this fall. What did we think of that announcement? Just initial thoughts of it. What, what are we thinking? I'm really excited. I mean... You better be. I mean, I, I want to see how it pans out. Uh, Lions getting more, like, media, like, nationwide. 
You don't see it very much. It all started with DC, right? It all started with MCDC. When it he did. came in there, the kneecap comment, yeah. all of a sudden, like, eyes are on Detroit for better reasons than just, like, pity, right? Because yeah, that's always exactly. the topic of conversation. It's usually just lines are bad. That's the only way we ever get national is pity media. from other yeah. fan bases. Yeah. 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 So I'm with you. Like, a different type of media attention to show, like, that we may actually be a competent team sometime in the future. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I love Dan Campbell. Like, listen, the, Bear, the Bears are a division. I don't. I don't want to say a rival because the Bears just are just they're they kill the Lions every year. It should. It should. Be it's a rival. not really a rivalry, but they're in the division together. It's a rivalry. I love Dan Campbell. He's <laughs> yeah, great. Sure, you bro. got. You got to recognize like guys that love their job and like love what they do. Dan Campbell's one of those guys, and I I would love to play for a guy like that. That's just me. Agreed. Hundred oh, percent. I would. I would. I would, I would, I would go to. I would go to. I'd go to battle for Dan Campbell any day. I so even, any I think day. who was on Hard Knocks this past year? Is it I Cowboys and the Colts? The Colts were on it. It was the Cowboys. It was the Cowboys and the Colts had a miss season. I didn't, didn't even. I didn't even watch yet. the Cowboys one. The Cowboys. One, I watched a little. It, bit. it was I decent, but it's carried by star power. Yeah. And like when you when when Hard Knocks when it's, I don't know, Hard Knocks you can't make a bad Hard Knocks. That's the thing. I I think to go off like Dan Campbell is going to carry. The, to go off your point, though, you talk about like being carried off star power. I think sometimes the lack of star power actually makes the show better and more rich as far as the quality of it goes. Because I think the beauty of Hard Knocks... Let's hear me out here. Hear me out, Mr. Smirk over there. The, the beauty of Hard Knocks is that you make this group of people, this group of football fans, care about individuals and players, these fence players, that otherwise yeah. they would not give two shits about. Yeah, right? sure. like yeah. the, by the end of the season, you are pulling for this guy to get on the roster. Or you are like, please get this guy off my freaking television. Yeah, like, I hate sure. this guy. That's, how, that's that's what Hard Knocks is. Like nobody, exactly. nobody watched Hard Knocks this year for Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott. You looking for, the, you know what I'm saying, the the DN mm-hmm. who, 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 who came story, from overseas yeah. and, and, and the D2 running back. Is he going to make the team or not? Yeah. But in a sense, you're also there to see Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott. And I, I ain't saying, like I say, I ain't saying the Lions is gonna be weak because I feel like the less stars, the better, because it make it make them the the crew have to work that much harder to make it interesting. Yeah. But I, I I'm interested in who they pick up in the draft. I feel like that'll add some star power too, as far as whoever they. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Try you got a couple guys that should attract a little bit of media attention. You talk about, I think, coming straight to my mind would be TJ Hawkinson. Or, yeah, Hawkinson yeah, would be Hawkinson. one that would definitely. Panay Sewell would be one that I think would garner a lot of attention. I don't right? know if he's like a if he's a camera guy, though. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. He's Hawk definitely is. Yeah, Hawk for is sure. 100%. We know yeah, Hawk be, is. They'll, they'll keep that. The yeah, camera we home. know Hawk is. Uh, I'm trying to think who else would be a guy that would be in the camera. I mean, by I default, Goff probably will. Just well, he's, just because it's the nature of yeah, the, the quarterback, quarterback would definitely Nobody be in it. Nobody wants to see Jared Goff again. We already seen him on Hard Knocks. But that's true. That's but true. I don't know how much of a camera guy DeAndre Swift is. You know what I'm saying? I don't know it, it, because nobody knows because Detroit never gets any media. You know who would be great in front of the camera? Jamal Williams. Jamal I knew Williams. You were say it. Jamal He's Williams hilarious. will be fantastic. Talk about a guy carrying the show. That yeah, he, he carried, might. He carried the whole season. Social media department probably yes. loves that dude because he gives them endless content. I, that, I would tune I mean in just for the season. Jamal Williams show. Nobody was checking for the Lions. No. Until Jamal Williams was in there being funny every week. I'm a little mic'd up. I was stuff. checking for him. He's awesome, and he's good. Like, he's actually a decent running back. Yeah, he's nice. He played pretty well for us. His comment about Green Bay and, like, the ex-girlfriend that let him go, that kind of that hit off and went pretty viral, and they just started milking him for content, like, Mm -hmm. week after week. I I absolutely love that. Now, um, there's only going to be five episodes in the season, which is kind of interesting. I I guess I don't really know how how long they usually go. I don't don't understand how that – it usually, like – Eight episodes. That's what I thought. I thought it was usually longer. Because so you, season... you do every preseason game. You do a week before and then the week after the last preseason game. That'd be five. I mean. No, it's, it's more. <laughs> I'll go on my HBO Max. I'll go on my HBO Max right now. <laughs> you should do the math while I was talking. Um, but, no, I'm with you, though, Ty. I think they usually are longer. But the season debut is going to drop Tuesday, August 9th um, at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, that's going to be every Tuesday night, um, culminating in the September 6th season finale. That was a little bit of a, a tongue twister there. But oh, damn. Maybe I'm tripping. Are they all five? The Cowboys one was just five, but I think. I it, makes it, it makes it feel a lot longer, man. Now, we got to remember, each one of those is just jam-packed with, like, right. Emmy Award-winning photo and video content. Like, it's unreal. And just the access that they give us is Or I think it used incredible. to be, like, six or seven. But remember, they, they uh, took away a preseason game. Yep. That's very true. Very true. Um, something no note. Um, oh, see, like the 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 coats in season one was nine episodes. Really? Yeah. I was like, I knew I went tripping. I knew I went. I was. I wasn't watching five episodes of Hard Knocks and the season was over. 
Yeah. Usually like they around like seven. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Now, something worth noting too is that um, the USFL, we're not talking too much USFL today, but I wanted to, to talk about this. They're doing a, um, I guess I, I guess I could look it up here, but they're going to try and do some type of long form feature content. I think pretty similar. It's like a hard knocks. I don't think they're going to follow a specific team per se, but right. it'll be about the league. Right, That'd so be good that should be... Just trying to get as much exposure as possible. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. A lot of people, there's so many of these small leagues right now. You got the XFL trying to come back. You got mm-hmm. USFL. Arena football still around. Yeah, so how do you separate yourself? Yeah, how do you separate yourself? And that's something that would probably really separate them. So USFL, NFL Films, and Fox Sports have partnered to produce United by Football, a season in the USFL. That is the official title. And right there, what stands out, NFL Films. That collaboration is huge because that's a qualified... Um, organization, right? It's a qualified group that has very talented individuals, very talented producers, uh, directors, cinematographers that are all producing Emmy quality work around the clock year round. Um, that'll be very exciting. Like I actually am super stoked to see that. That's going to be a 13 episode series that is going to quote, capture the fascinating athlete personalities and unique circumstances they find themselves in as they pursue their dreams in a new professional spring football league. Beautiful. But no, I like in all seriousness, no, I, I am actually very excited about that. Um, and we get this way sooner than we get Hard Knocks. So it'll be it'll be nice. The one hour series premiere airs Saturday, April 16th. So a little over two weeks away. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be tuning in. Like what else? You know what I mean? Like as a football guy, what else are you going to watch? Uh, you, NFL Live will only get you so far. I uh, <clears throat> Now that it'll, it'll be April by then, I'll be tuned in and locked in to MLB baseball. True. I'll be like dialed in for that. So I mean, I, I'll be I'll be turning on the USFL, you know, because like I want to see yeah. these underdogs that go out there and play. Like mm-hmm. a great story. Like some guy comes in, balls like 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 PJ Walker. We talked about him last week, right? Yeah. Like I, I would I would love to see a guy like that just get a shot in the NFL, you know. Yeah. But I just you know, I'm not hating, but I I'm probably gonna be watching more MLB because I'm, I'm a baseball guy though, you know. Yeah. So. No, that's fair. Ain't and nobody I, watching no baseball. I, mean. I, I I will say I follow baseball, especially like Tigers and stuff like that. But I, I will not be locked in to baseball personally. Okay. No. I just okay. won't, no, I yeah. won't be. That's it's just I don't it's really hard. Like, you, like the, you sit down and watch from pitch one to pitch watch, two fifty. Yes. <laughs> I'll watch baseball for three and a half hours and be locked in the whole time. Some days, I lo- though, I love baseball. Dude. I can that do is that. Crazy. A rainy day. In See, the you summer? never play baseball though, like because I, I have like nostalgia about because I'm like a little kid. You but, to I play, play, but I play, but I play MLB the show. MLB the show is yeah. a, is a, is a fun ass game. Yeah, it is. I cannot like, I cannot sit and watch baseball for three and a yeah. half hours. I feel like part of the reason why I can do it is because I used to pitch and I love just watching pitchers throw and like, mm. you watch a pitcher throw the whole time. So you know what like, you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm, 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 like, 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 I'm I can watching tell you, him throw like the ball and I'm just praying that he just hit it out like the park if it's like, something exciting. <laughs> like for example, like let's say it's like 0-2. What do you think the pitcher is gonna throw? You wouldn't know, right? Oh, he's gonna throw like a. He gonna, you gotta throw a curve. Yeah, okay, okay. Maybe. So you, you know, like depends, so on your, depends on your guy, right? Yeah. Depends on who you're I'm going either, I'm either going like like high heat, like at the eyes, like nope. or I go curveball in the dirt. That's what I would I'm do. Throwing I'm throwing like slider. Yeah. I'm, I play MLB. I'm about to get you in the mound and edge. Yeah. I'm telling you, I play MLB. I'm throwing yeah. a low curve. Branch what you throw. There was one day after recovery one day we, we all yeah. threw in the radar gun. But this uh, this United by Football uh, piece in the USFL here, that's the, the idea is very similar to that of a hard knocks. The idea is to take fans behind the curtain that is the USFL because really um, in the NFL it's about access that just hasn't really been there before. The USFL... It's just nobody knows what's going on, right? Nobody knows. And I think you could probably include some of the coaches and players of that. They're kind of trying to figure things out as they go along too. But they're starting in Birmingham with the inaugural USFL draft held in February, um, which I guess has already happened. So they have footage from that, right, that should that should go on. Um, but it, it'll be pretty interesting to follow that. But back to uh, uh, HB, or HBO, Hard Knocks, Lions. I, I'm just pumped, man. And I just hope, like, I want to be able to leave this show, and I guess, like, Trav, you'd be the guy to talk about. Like, I want to be able to leave this show with, like, inject that energy into my veins for this season. Like, this is, like, I want to have that feeling by the end of the show. I don't want to watch that and be like, yeah, like, we're in trouble. Like, yeah, exactly. I want, and I want you to should. feel, like, a, a positive attitude right? going into the season. You like, should. We say it every year, but maybe it actually will be our year. <laughs> and maybe maybe Hard Knocks will get us a little more excited and believe it a exactly. little more. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I right, will be, guys. like... I drink the Kool Aid every year. I'm gonna be swimming in it after Hard Knocks. Oh, 100. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the camera it's, the eye roll. Right Here's the thing, guys. It's like, impossible like to I watch will hard be knocks. swimming love, in the Kool Aid. I love a good underdog story, and I hope you guys can come back and like prove me wrong here. Actually, I don't hope that because I hope the Bears are good and the Lions suck. But 
The Lions are not good, and they're not going to be good for a long. time. They haven't time. been. They're not going to be. Good. They're not going to be good for a long. Every time, time you watch Hard Knocks, I, or I watch Hard Knocks every year. You watch I'm football. Like, I'm like, damn, they finna go. Win. Damn, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I see, you. we got him. I got you. We got him slipping. We got him slipping. One over seven. Let's see. They're going to mess around. I got the time. They're going to mess around. Go win the Super Bowl. Like, I watched the Cowboys this year. I'm like, yeah, there's no way they lose. Uh-huh. Go out and lose. Week one. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It hey, ain't sorry. as sweet as I thought. Yeah, it's over with. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. But that's, I mean, really, you know, knock on wood here on my, on my little desk here. But the only thing that would, I think, leave you with a bad taste in your mouth, right? Because like I was talking about earlier, the amount of talent that you have behind the camera and directing and producing and editing that piece, they can leave you with whatever feeling you want. They could have the shittiest camp known to man, and they could still engineer that show and that series in a way that would have fans feeling pumped. Yeah. So the only thing I think that would really leave you with a sour taste in your mouth, A, is an injury, right? A big injury Mm -hmm. or some type of other circumstance within the organization, a big firing or a conflict between coaches and players, like something like that. I think those would be the only things that could actually leave you with a very sour taste in your mouth from a show like that. Because, like I said, that that message and that uh, that style can be just constructed in, in whatever fashion that they choose. Mm, bro. So, very interesting to, to keep up on that moving forward. But 2024 NFL Draft, it was announced on Monday that Detroit will host the 2024 NFL Draft, the first time hosting the event in the city's history. Like I was talking about earlier, I hinted at it in our little intro there. This is just huge. I think this is just huge for Detroit. It's huge for the city. Um, it's just been a big week for the Lions. And like like I was just talking with you about, Trev, like different reasons that we have like some type of, of PR, right, or uh, like any type of uh, public attention is huge right now. Um, let's see here. I want to say, uh, is it Kansas City next year? I want to say it's in, in Kansas I wanna, City. I want to say next year it's in Kansas City for 2023, and then 2044 will be – in uh, Detroit now, they should have been um, on that though. What? As far as like changing cities every year, yeah. Like, why not? Have they not or no? No, it was usually in New York or uh, Tennessee. Yeah, the league held its annual draft in New York for nearly fifty years. Yeah, and then it yeah. was in Tennessee for a couple of years. Is that is that where Radio City at? So they started moving in the event the among its team cities in 2015 to cities like Chicago, Philadelphia, Dallas, and Nashville. So Nashville is one of them, for sure. Um, now, it says here that um, Lions president Rod Wood had been pursuing the NFL draft for the past five years. You need to get a Super Bowl. They've been working at it. Yeah. But he's been he's been trying to get that. And um, right here, president and CEO of the Detroit Metro Convention and Visitors Bureau, known as Visit Detroit. That is a freaking mouthful. Uh, his name is Claude Malinari. He said, this is the best day in the history of my life. When then the draft the draft got announced that it was going to be in Detroit. Wait till the Super like, Bowl there in like three years. That dude, I uh, can I make a comment that I just thought about? What's that? Every Cold City team in the NFL should have a dome. Like it should be mandatory. Every what? Sorry, every, every cold every stadium. Cold, any any city that it get cold that it get like below like fifty degrees should it should be mandatory? Because disagree, and the, I'll tell you why. The Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, will never be in Chicago. They'll never hold a Super Bowl in Philadelphia. We'll yep. never get to see a Super Bowl in Heinz Stadium. You know what I'm saying? No, we had a Super Bowl not. in New York, it'll never go back because it was like eight degrees that day. Like, and that's why I say, like, and don't nobody like playing in the cold, man. I don't care what nobody say. Don't nobody like it. People can't play in the cold, but I feel like if it get cold, you, you got to have a Like, we'll never get to see a, a Super Bowl in Buffalo. Hold on now. So that's exactly where I'm I'm going with my with my comment is Buffalo. That's the place that I that I want to talk about here because Buffalo has uh, a new stadium outdoor in the works. Yes. Thank you. Uh, the public cost of the new <coughs> Buffalo Bills stadium will top a hundred or not hundred, sorry, one billion dollars. Yeah. Absolutely wild. Now the field, like you said I think the number I saw was two point four. Is it? Well, it was one point four. I don't think it's two point four. But point four would be insane. Yeah, that, that there's no way. I think you know what I think it's going to I exceed one point one billion. I think the right bear there. if the Bears end up making this move to Arlington Park, it's going to be close to two billion dollars. That's unreal. I, I, it's been rumored. It's been but, rumored that there's going to be like a giant sports book casino also like right next to. The we say they want to make that, it. They want to make it all in, like, inclusive, basically. Like Vegas. That, that's five minutes from my house. Also, by the way, is it actually so five minutes? That's pretty nuts. I can ride my bike there. <laughs> you might need to because you're not going to be driving back. No. <laughs> uh, I will. Uh, yeah, I tell you what. I, when, I, when I go to the Bears game, I like to enjoy myself. 
<laughs> response. We have a couple Miller lights. Yeah, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, 21. Yep. It's legal. You know? Yep. You're gonna you're gonna be riding the bike back for sure. Yeah, or the train. <laughs> there you go. It's one train station away. That's true. Now. Ty, this is why I, I refute that point that you just brought up about everyone needing a dome. Okay. I was I was thinking that take a city like Buffalo, which I think is a great example of this. And, and Cincinnati's been in this conversation, too, because they're actively pursuing building an indoor facility. They don't have one. And they don't even have indoor facility. They don't facility. even have a facility. If they get a snowstorm, they're just screwed. Yeah. That's it. It's wraps for practice or whatever. Yeah. It's unreal. Um, But back to Buffalo. Their city, I think being outside means more to them potentially than any franchise in the country. Like, that's just something that their fans feel so strongly and they're so prideful about. Taking that away from them, I, they would not be okay with that. I just don't think they would support that at all. And I want to say, was it Mina Kimes who had that tweet about, um, you know, Josh Allen needs a dome in order to, like, really unlock his full potential? I want to say it was Mina. I don't want to throw Mina under the bus. I really like Mina. I think, I, I think, I, I, I think I, it was Mina. I think it was her. I, I saw it. And she got attacked for that. That's not cap. But you know, okay. like, it's also That's like... That's not cap. Po- oh. That's not cap. Why does he need a dome to be able to reach his full potential? Which, put him in a dome here, play in 75 degrees every... Did you watch him play against the against the Patriots? It's true. That's true. Dude, that was one, he, that was, was like record-breaking and, wins. And, and, he, and, he was still, had, and he was still throwing the ball all around. Imagine if he was playing in 75 and sunny... Every week. My argument to that, though, is that whatever quarterback he's playing against is dealing with the same exact conditions. They're not. Every quarterback is not Josh Allen. Josh Allen is the best arm in the NFL. Arm talent. I agree on that. But I'm no. saying whoever has got the best arm talent. Allen has the best Allen arm. Allen has the best Like the arm. strongest okay. arm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm, I'm just saying whoever's playing against him is not getting an unfair advantage. If anything, Allen has the advantage in those situations yeah, because he's, he's used to that. he's getting used to it now. They and lost. I, that is just, okay, but that's not because of Josh Allen or Mac Jones. Mac Jones didn't do shit in that game either. He was handing the he, ball he off. He threw, like, three passes. Yeah, he did. And they right. probably didn't even want to throw that many. Imagine if they were playing. Imagine if they played that game in the Superior Dome. In the Superior Dome. The Bills win by lit. 30. It would have been a lot of injuries and turf burn. It would have been. But that crap. Bills win by 30. But but hear me out. That is their identity. That is Buffalo's identity. We embrace the cold. That is us. Like, we're like the North, almost. I think the city of Buffalo would have been distraught if there was a dome there. I, 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 I truly believe that. that I just been don't upset. think there's any way to do it. That is too much of, like, a part of them. Like, that is what they do. Sure I don't think is. you could ever convince them to do otherwise. I, I hear you. Good. I'm, I'm glad the I'm, headphones are I'm, working. I'm telling you. I'm, <laughs> if, like, even aside from, like, every cold weather city yeah. should have... If, if Josh Allen... I can't get behind that tweet, Dude, though. He's, he's, Josh Allen's already, like, the second-best quarterback in the NFL. What, what, you know what I mean? Like, like what? Like, like He doesn't okay. need anything else. He's Josh Allen. Aaron, like. Okay, I'll give you an example. Aaron Rodgers has played at Lambeau his whole career. Yeah. And Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl to show for it. It has nothing to do with No, I completely agree. Trevor, I agree. I agree. This is a dumb argument. I don't know why we're talking about this. <laughs> I think we should just move on. Like, listen, okay. Perfect. Okay, Matt. Okay. Drew Brees played in a dumb career. One Super Bowl. Drew Brees played in a dome his whole career. If yeah. Drew Brees played in Buffalo, Drew Brees will not be the quarterback that he was. And you can and, and you cannot tell me he was because Drew Brees did not have no crazy arm. No, he'd be different. To, throw, be to throw and win. Drew Brees would not different. have been Drew Brees if Sean Payton didn't bring him to New Orleans. And you cannot tell me different. You cannot. I don't you can sit here and try. You're not. Aaron Rodgers has a crazy arm. I think he, that's, he, a, I think that's he, a really he's tough argument different. to make. If you put if okay. if Aaron Rodgers played in 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 the in Jerry World his whole career. He would throw for five hundred every game. No, imagine no. If, like no, I if, disagree. If the, no way, if, the if, if the 49ers <laughs> and the Packers had played, oh, no. if the 49ers no. and the Packers had played in, in inside of a dome, would the 49ers have beat them? We don't know that. We don't you, know. We we no don't idea, know that. man. They not beating the Packers. The Packers should have had the, the Packers' run of it. defense was horrendous in that NFC Championship game. That would nothing would have changed because the, the Niners ran all over them. Garoppolo threw the eight Packers, passes in that game. The 49ers did not score an offensive touchdown. Oh, I thought you were talking about. Uh, I'm, I'm tripping. I'm thinking talking about two years ago. No, in, I'm in, talking in, about San Francisco. This past season. This past season, yeah, it was a joke of a game. If I mean, they play in an indoor stadium, there's no way the Packers lose. Probably not. Yeah, but they we did, don't know. So they didn't. That's no, football. We don't. No, you'd, you'd, think that, you'd think the team from Green Bay who's been playing in the cold all year versus a team from San Francisco that's not really playing a lot of cold games, you'd, you'd think that they would have the advantage in that situation. That's what I'm trying to say. You'd and think the Packers bro, there's would have no the advantage. There's no such thing as or, an or advantage they, like, of playing in the cold. Like, that's not real. That's not real. I got a story for you. You ever heard there was a overseas, I believe it was a Chinese basketball team, 
And obviously, it's, you play basketball indoors, so you're not playing like some type of professional basketball okay. indoors. In their gym, they cranked the heat up to like, like eighty or ninety degrees. Okay, something crazy, right? Practicing there every day, went through hell. Okay, when the other teams came in there, destroyed them, like wiped the floor with them. They couldn't even run up down the court. Different, different, but the same analogy holds true. I was gonna say that that's a that's a different circumstance. It is, but because, the same analogy holds true. Okay, we live in the UP. We do. Right? It's very astute observation. It get, yeah. it get ugly out here, don't it? It do. Like today. With, as far as the snow, it gets like ugly. Today. My freshman year, we went to Michigan Tech. I, sw- I ain't going to swear to the Lord on here. I promise you, I saw, like, <laughs> grown men on the sideline breaking because it was snowing a little bit during the game. Like, they couldn't handle it. We live in this, though. Yeah. Every day, bro, there's no such thing as a home field advantage of playing in the cold or not. You don't get used to the cold. It's going to be cold or it's not going to be cold. Tell Wim Hof that. Who? You know Wim Hof? The Who? Wim Hof. Let me explain. Who? Let me explain. This guy. No, no, no. Listen, listen. I promise you, this is real. This guy walks around in underwear, no shoes, and he goes hiking in mountains in the snow. I promise you, this is real. Look it up. I don't want to. He. I don't want that image. This guy. No, he. He does these breathing <laughs> techniques, and he can like get used to the cold. I'm not even serious. Like, this is real. If, if, I don't doubt it. If, like, anyone's, doubt if anyone's in here at minute fifty, look up Wim Hof. It'll that shit will change your life. He's not right. I promise in the, you. He's not right in the head. Anyways, all right. back, okay, to, back okay. to the draft. Back to the draft. Okay, we're reeling it, we're it in a little bit. I don't doubt you at all. I don't doubt you. You don't need to look up to prove it. I believe you. I just don't need that image in my head at all. If Kirk Cousins was playing outdoors, he'd have <laughs> been out the door. He had been out the door. He if played the, outdoors at Washington. And where did he go? You like that? He got a max contract. They got him out the because the Vikings was thirsty. They had to pay somebody. You talking about, do he deserve that contract? Look me in my face, Trevor, and tell me. Kirk Cousins deserved that contract. Yeah, he didn't deserve that contract. <laughs> so don't tell me what he did. Kirk Cousins didn't do nothing for Washington, and he's done nothing for Minnesota. Back on back on the draft, though, I just wanted to talk about, um, you know, the economic. Uh, let's see here, uh, the economic cost. I want to say, the draft created uh, in Philadelphia. It was ninety four million dollars. Dallas says it reaped one hundred twenty five. Nashville one hundred thirty three million dollars from hosting the draft. Those are big numbers, and it's a good economic boost to any city that obviously could use that. Detroit, um, you know, more than most, and it's something that should be uh, definitely, definitely noted. But moving on, playoff rule change. We got a couple more things here. Two more, three things to cover here. We're already at like forty-seven minutes, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap these up pretty quickly here. Um, but playoff rule change. It only took two months following the crazy overtime game between the Chiefs and the Bills in the playoffs for the NFL to change their overtime rules. Only in the playoffs, I will add. There's a little asterisk at the end of that, um, and. Uh, I'm sure you guys saw this, right? I think everyone kind of uh, everyone saw this. Yes, am I am I correct? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Well, oh, here we go, Ty. Let me let me explain then. I'm uh, just playing, man. I know both teams are assured a possession in playoff overtime with rules changed and approved by NFL ownership, and this was uh, proposed by the Indianapolis Colts and the Philadelphia Eagles. So that was basically a mandatory possession for both teams in all games, regular season and in the playoffs. But the competition committee of the NFL actually just only adopted the playoff version of that. I'm not too mad about that. It's it's It'd be better, I think, if it was everything, right? Regular season as well, because we know how critical those regular season games can be. Um, but just having that in the playoffs in the first place is a huge, a huge benefit, I think, for NFL games. Um, and... You know, they, they said it right here. The Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Buffalo Bills in overtime during the divisional playoff. And in the playoffs, I want to say the stat was something around maybe 7 of 10 of the teams that won the coin flip ended up being the winners in that game. I'm surprised it's only 7 out of 10. I feel like it'd be more. Right? It feels like it's every time. It feels like because the way that this game has been trending the last couple of years, I mean, we all, we all know it. We watch football, right, Ty? Yeah, I watch football. We for watch sure. football for sure. And the way that this game has been trending is that of the powerful, explosive, dynamic offense. Yeah. Right? Not to say that defense has not had an emphasis. Talk about a defensive guy that got a very big contract yeah. here very soon. Talk about a defensive head coach now coming in at Todd Bowles. Defense is very still a, a prominent part of this game, but the dynamic, explosive offense is much more so and has overtaken that. And in this league, if you have that offense, you've been rewarded, like the Chiefs have been in that divisional round. I'm just very excited to see where this goes. It could be some very entertaining games down the road. Yeah, you I know, wish they just made it another quarter. <laughs> five quarters. Man, you that can't was, get enough was, for football, man. Here's the thing, though. If they, made it, if they made it five quarters, you couldn't even what, call it a quarter. What, what would our fourth quarter program be then if, we, if there's five quarters? It'd be a fraud. 
It would still be overtime, Jim. Oh, it's still be over. It's just a full. You just play like a full just, ten just minutes. Full oh, 10 you're minutes. not talking an actual. Okay, okay. So you can score like fourteen points in overtime and if, win a team if, by If you truly wanted to, yeah. You just run I it got, up. On I don't it. hate that actually. Just play a full. Well, I got, yeah. Just play. Just play another ten minutes. Don't play a whole fifteen minutes. Play ten minutes. And if people be, well, you just hold the. Nobody has ever held a ten minute drive. Show me one. Here we go. Here's the stat. Here's the stat. Since the previous playoff format was implemented in 2010, 7 of 12 overtime games have been won on the opening possessions, and 10 of those 12 were won by the team that won the coin toss. Wow. Um, so what is that, like 86%? Look, might be pretty good math. I'm going to go ahead and believe it's, you. It's, it's 83.3%. That's what it is. Fellas, <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me. In a couple years... We're going to be sitting in California in our booth doing our show. For sure. Talking about how they just changed it to a, a overtime to a full <laughs> quarter. I'm, I'm telling you. I can't see that. This would it, this, because this, look, this what happened with um, Brett Favre. He was on the Vikings. The Saints go into overtime, literally drive the, drive the ball down, get it like the 40 kicker field goal, walk out of Minnesota. Yep. Everybody. Yep. Minnesota should have had a chance if they were just going to mm-hmm. kick a field goal. They changed the rule. Now it's. You got to score a touchdown. Kind of same score a touchdown. Now it's going to be, it's going to be, Chiefs versus the Bills next year. Bills score first. Chiefs score. Bills score again. All oh, the Chiefs would have scored again. It, you, it's going. It's going to turn into play a, a full quarter. I can see that. But you know happens. what it is? It's just going to keep. You know what it is though? Entertaining. And that's yeah, what the that's, NFL cares about. And, that, that, and that's and why. And it will be. Money. money. money thank you, Jim. Money, and thank money. you. And that's what it is. It's money and it's entertainment. More commercial breaks. <laughs> he said that's what it is. Everything. That's all it is. And, but eventually, right, If suppose that's true and that cycle <laughs> continues. It's offense back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. What does that do if you're an owner or if you're any type of scouting personnel in that league? What do you do? I'm going for defense. Thank you. Defense. I think eventually... If that really does get out of control, you can only do so much to an offense. A team will eventually have to look and say, "We need to shore up the other side of the ball." And you know, you know the problem with that. What's that? Kids are not growing up wanting to be the next Jalen Ramsey. They are just not as many as want to be the next. You know, is what I'm saying. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. They, okay, so they, for sure. They, they are hard sure. to come by. Like yeah. a good defense. Like think about it. Do those you kids, do those kids want to get paid? Do those kids want to get paid? You look at a mock draft. It's like eight receivers in the top like yeah. 40, 50. Cause that's that's just the way the game's been going. It's just that's how it is. And it's like what, like four corners in the top fifty, if that. Yeah, no, that should that should be at least four for sure. Stingley, Gardner, who else? Stingley's top ten. Kobe Bryant, who else? Sauce Gardner. I said Gardner already. Yeah, said oh, he did. My bad. I wasn't not paying attention. I don't know another. So what's that? Like three? Did you, both the well. Oh, you said Kobe is from Cincinnati, Kobe too. Right. The two of them, yeah. yeah Kobe has got a good DB. So that's three. A, he ain't top 50. He might be a safety, though. Yeah. And he a safety. You, you yeah, got Kyle Hamilton, safety. Safety. When you go DBs, period, all right, cool. But if we go DBs, you got to go pass catchers with tight ends and whatnot. You know? Okay, fair. I, I'm just, I'm, what I'm getting No, your point is, makes sense. Your point makes sense for sure. It's hard It's hard to get a, it's hard to find a, a solid DB. Any solid DB look great now, you know? Yeah. You know, I think, sorry, Tyler, Going on a different, not different topic, but you know what we should have on the podcast? Who's that? Brady and Peyton. Just had an NFL pro day. No, that'd be good. That'd be, that'd yeah, be too, I mean, we, they could have separate episodes, honestly. Talk about their pro day, you know, do all sorts of stuff like that. I like that. I'll, I'll hit up uh, I'll hit up those guys. We're, we're talking about DBs, like, I'm thinking Brady. A 6'6 six, six safety. There's probably not a lot of 6'6 six, six safeties walking around in the NFL combine right now. No, there's not. And that's why I, don't I think, think he's is. got I, a decent chance to at least get a look. I think Brady could be in a rookie camp. I think Peyton could do, dude. Peyton's, Peyton's got a 30 inch vertical. He's 330 pounds. That's kind of crazy. He's a, big, he's a good athlete, dude. Athlete. I mean, I, I would love to see one of those guys get a shot somewhere. Oh, 100%. I would, too. Um, and I guess moving on from the playoff rule change, let's talk about Bruce Arians. That news broke today that Bruce Arians is retiring as the Tampa Bay head coach. But, Jimmy, like you said, it's not exactly what it seems. Um, Arians is moving to the front office for the Bucks as a senior football consultant, and he'll still be very involved with the team. So, yeah. um, was it Ty, who was telling me? Was it Ty? Were you the one telling me that he said, like, if they were messing up on the field, he's still going to come that, out and, like, cuss them up? It was Trev. It yeah. was Trev, yeah. So, Bruce, is, he's not going anywhere. No, he's yeah. kind of like, like, no. Buck, like Buck Nystrom. Yeah, like, just very involved with the program, even though his official role might have been technically diminished yeah. from an from a overview uh, a standpoint. But uh, the former defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles, will take his place at the helm for the Bucs. Uh, he signed a five-year deal Wednesday to make that official. Right, and so the the biggest storyline from this for me 
And I think a lot of people will be wondering why now, right? Why step away now? And, and Bruce Arians talked about it. He said there are so many head coaches, new head coaches, which Bulls is not technically a new head coach, right? He was with the Jets yeah. for a while. was an in a room with the Dolphins for a few games. Yeah. Um, but for these head coaches in a new system, I guess I'll put it that way, for head coaches in general, they're always seemingly put into these shitty situations, for lack of a better term, right? Sean Payton got out of Dodge now in, in New Orleans, and their salary cap is through the roof, and the team is kind of just... They're going through a rebuild now. You talk about like a guy coming in like Matt Rule, where it's like, to some respects, that situation is nice and could be promising for a new head coach because you have a clean slate, right? You don't really have to worry about managing big names and egos and all these different contracts. But to come in, I mean, if you're Todd Bowles, coming into this team now with Brady coming back and the leadership coming back and re-signing almost everyone, you got to be pretty happy about that. All you got to do is find yourself a play caller. Yeah. There's no yeah. reason why the Bucks cannot come out of the NFC next no, year. No, none at all. No I don't think none at all. I think it'll be the Bucks or the Rams. Yeah, I don't think uh, it's the Rams. The Bucks or Rams? Then who is it? Yeah, who? Not Dallas. Not Green Bay. Dallas not through. Those are the two Dallas, most complete teams right now. In Dallas the only get better. Who? The ones I, you just said. Rams and the Bucks. Yeah. Rams and yeah. the Bucks. Yeah, agreed. Like no one, no one's team, even close. No one's the only close. team I could see maybe, maybe. Is the Titans? You know what? San Fran. Yeah, San, no, San, San, San Francisco is so good. San Francisco is a good football team. I'll take that back. San Francisco is one of those teams that could definitely win the NFC next year. I think I San Francisco. I think San Francisco is really NFC. good. I think they're really good. I, I think. I don't think they don't win the NFC. I ain't gonna lie. I, ain't gonna, I don't even know. Why I feel this way. I feel, I, I like Dallas. I, I don't. I, See, I'm, I don't, not, I'm not. I can't do it. I can't jump on because Mike McCarthy is not. Mike McCarthy is not a good head football coach. I like Dallas. I like Dallas' players. And I they, like Jerry they, Jones. They, they were hurt a lot this year. They got the wrong coach. They were. They got the They're wrong always coach. supposed they to also, be a They also do got the wrong coach. They, they got to fire Mike McCarthy. They got to get him out Look of here. Look at the Ravens. We didn't even talk about it. John Harbaugh just got an extension. Another. Yeah. I think it was a five-year extension. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, as he should. As, yeah, he, as he should. As he should. Oh, he's done a phenomenal job with that team. He's put them in very good winning situations. And talk about injuries. That's what made me think about it. When you said Dallas was hurt this year, nobody was Baltimore. hurt more than Baltimore. Oh, my God. The fact that they were even. Holy cow. Competitive. competitive. They were competitive. They, they didn't have Lamar Jackson for like well, six were, of the game. Well, they, they had Lamar Jackson, Jackson 2.0. Whoever the hell, Huntley? yeah, Huntley. Huntley. Yeah. PMT loves that guy. No, he was not. He was not bad. He played pretty well. He didn't throw the ball great. Y'all didn't hear what I just asked. What's that? Will they re-sign Lamar Jackson? I don't see why not. Why I think, wouldn't I think you? John loves him. If John's they sticking around, they built an around. offense for him. There, there is no reason why they shouldn't give Lamar at least like a three or four year deal worth like $150 million. You're talking about three or four, and that's why Lamar Jackson ended up leaving. You don't think yeah, I can say because that's right now. I, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I agree. The Ravens are in a are in a horrible spot right now because you know what I'm saying. Common sense. I think Lamar Jackson is a top five quarterback, but he's not a top five thrower of the football. You know what I'm saying? So they're in a weird spot because they have to make him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. They have to. I disagree. Every no, not the highest. Not the highest. Every quarterback who resigns, they are resetting the market. They are, but not Aaron for Lamar Rogers Jackson. Reset the market, and then Deshaun Watson just reset the market. Lamar Jackson is better than Deshaun Watson. I don't care what you say. I disagree. Cow. We'll see this season. I disagree. Is, is, I think, is Deshaun I think, Watson I think coming it's, back. It's hard. I think it's really close. It's hard because you haven't like, seen Deshaun play. Yeah, and the Lamar last time we be, saw Deshaun and, and Lamar Jackson playing, Lamar Jackson was a better quarterback. Deshaun but, Watson has never have beat changed. Deshaun Watson, or Deshaun Watson has never beat Lamar Jackson. I know. I know what you meant. I know what you meant, but. Uh, I, I'm just very interested to see what that Ravens team does because now you're talking about a division in the AFC North that's going to be extremely competitive. We thought the Browns were going to be out of it. Then they go and make that crazy deal uh, with Deshaun Watson. So you go top down now. The Ravens are going to win North. The top being Cincinnati is still the standard. The I don't Ra- think you can. I can think you can argue that the Ravens are going to win the North. Going into the season, I think Cincinnati is the favorite. Yeah. I think He's Mr. Hot Take today. Cincinnati is the favorite on the, the sports books. Yeah, they have to be. Sport. The Ravens are number they, two. Because they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. sure. And they have the, the Ravens, best, they have the best they quarterback in the division. And they're, they're going to show they up their the offensive line. They have the best quarterback line. in the division, too. The Ravens. That's the best division the, in football. The no, Ravens, AFC West. The AFC Ravens West. were crippled, and in, like, week 11, they were number one in the AFC with nobody other than Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, and Mark Andrews. Yeah. And they're only going to get better. They literally bring. They didn't lose anybody this offseason. Only when you say you get guys back just from injury. <laughs> yeah, they didn't just lose anybody in free agency. You're right. And they signed the like the a top three safety for uh, for this free agent yeah. class. They're gonna be they're gonna be very good. But and they to, still got the draft to wrap up to wrap up our talk about about Tampa Bay though. Um, I guess Bruce Arians knew he was gonna do this and and step away fr- from being the head coach. 
assuming Tom Brady came back. I guess as soon as that happened, he let Tom Brady know, and then that was it. And then they just made the announcement now. But he said that knowing that Tom was coming back, adding that leadership value to the roster, that he felt it was it was a comfortable move to have to have Bowles step up and be that he coach. Would, in Bruce Arians' mind, he's probably thinking, like, wow, I would look really bad right now if I just walked away when Brady walked away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's probably what he was thinking. And then, obviously, like you said, Brady walks away. He's like, oh, we got a leader now. He's also 69 years old. He's had a few health scares, um, like like pretty bad health scares, like pretty serious stuff. He said now in an interview that that, was, that that had no reason, no part to do with his departure from the team. But you're almost 70 years old and you know starting to have some of those health concerns on the sideline. Football is a very stressful sport, as we know, and coaching at that high of a level for that long of a time. Yeah, Bruce Arians. It's got to wear on you. I got a message for you, man. So uh, you've been... Two-time NFL coach of the year, Super Bowl champion. Go get a beach chair and a pina colada and just go <laughs> relax. You, you, you get a great career, man. You know, just do your and thing. He, and he's, like I said, not technically done. But, yeah, but like but when, still. He, when he's done, yep. you know. Like and he's, he's going to play, he's gonna play a key role in evaluating draft prospects, which yeah. is something that he's been doing for a long time, and he's been doing a very good job uh, at that. Now, the last thing, Ty, let's close out the podcast with a little free agent talk. Talk to me about your boy, Bobby. You're surprised by this contract. A lot of people were finessed. <laughs> they finessed it. He needs to. He needs to give his agent a raise. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about he was looking at one year, ten million, and he turned around to get five years, fifty million. Unreal. He's staying in the NFC West. He's signed with the Rams um, after being released by the Seattle Seahawks. I cannot wait for those two games. Those for what? They're gonna fantastic. be murders. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> How old is he right now? Thirty. He is 31. 31. Well, we looked 31. It up really. 31. I thought he was like 35. Yeah, I thought he was too. way older. I thought he was like yeah. 33. He's 31 years old. And he we talked, he had like 170 tackles last year. Yeah, the Seahawks are going to just go and drop him. Apparently, without telling him, Trevor, we talked about this. Apparently, he didn't. They didn't was not even let known by the Seahawks. That they really? Were getting rid of him. Wow. So there's going to be some hard feelings after there. After playing there for, what, 10 years almost? He was always there. 10 seasons. Yeah. yeah. This, this kind of reminds me of how like the Bears kind of parted ways with Erlacher. Really? Because I think he kind he kind of retired, but they also kind of like said like, "Hey, we're not gonna bring you back, that like whatever." Sucks. And like like Erlacher, Erlacher to the Bears is nearly identical as what Bobby Wagner is to the Seahawks. This is kind of a neat little uh, tidbit of information, if you will. Uh, I did not know this. It, it's apparently a little bit of a homecoming for Wagner. He was born in L.A. and attended high school in Ontario, California, which is thirty five miles east of the city. I didn't even know he was from there. So I, I guess kind of a cool piece, too. He's got to have family in that area, which is pretty sweet. I don't know where um, I thought he was from. I, I just had no idea. Um, obviously joins Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and uh, three first-team All-Pro selections over the past five seasons. Um, and it, it's just that spot, you lose Von Miller, a guy who produced a, very well for you in the postseason especially. Put up what we talked about, numbers that were very similar to his numbers that uh, on the run that Denver made. Right on mm-hmm. their Super Bowl run. So Von Miller's been there, done that. He gets a huge deal with Buffalo. They needed to fill that position, ideally with a veteran linebacker. Who better than Bobby Wags? Very happy for you him. You got a leader on the D-line, leader in the back end, leader in the middle. Dude, the Rams are there. They you solid. re-signed the quarterback. They solid on D. You bring back a lot. You still got... Solid on offense, too. You still got Akers and... You got to find a left tackle, though. Who's the other back? Acres and it's not Henderson. Daryl Henderson. Henderson. Ah, Daryl Henderson. That's He's it. solid That's too. He had, he has games, especially when uh, Acres coming back from that uh, Achilles. Right? It was the Achilles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, dude, they're good. They're legit. They Cooper are. Cooper a, take a step back. Legit. Step back. Yeah. Well, it's hard no to way match. No way that production. No. Yeah, it's hard to match what he did this past year. And that's like too, like that was his. That was his year. Like Lamar Jackson had that crazy year. Like guys are gonna, guys are all. Gonna, he's the standard now, right? So everyone's gonna be watching him to see what he does. Learn how to counter that. He's still going to produce. We know he's still going to put up numbers when you have other weapons on that Rams offense, that talented offense out in L.A. But you're right. He can't He can't possibly do that. I hope he proves me wrong. That'd be incredible. Yeah, but I, I do don't, too. He but but he I, don't, I don't see how he does. <laughs> uh, that's, that is, uh, that's hilarious. Um, I guess I didn't know this either. Wagner was the last remaining member of the star-studded defense that led Seattle to its uh, lone world championship and a return trip to Super Bowl uh, to the Super Bowl for the 2014 season. That's the Legion of He's Boom. He's probably the last player, period. Russell was. Or actually, Russell was, was going before him. Yeah. He probably was. By a couple That's of hours. That's Le- Legion of Boom, right? Yeah. yeah the Legion of Boom. That's kind of sad, man. He's probably the last That's player. Kinda, that's, actually, that that's really sad. I didn't even think about that. I don't get the crown on me now, man. It's I'm just man, the Seahawks. Man, it's, just, it's just the Seahawks, dude. But the Legion of Boom was never, different, I was man. never a Legion of Boom <laughs> fan. But I like the Legion of Boom. Why? I just... 
What's up with you, man? They, they beat up on the Bears, so I don't. I don't <laughs> really care. Never, I've, I've never. <laughs> I don't been even Seahawks, remember. Man. I don't think they ever played the Bears. The, the Jim just. Beat. I told you I watch football, <laughs> bro. You're telling me the Seahawks did not play against the Chicago Bears? No, they, they the played? last time, the last time that the that the Seahawks and the Bears had played was before the Legion of the Boom. Before the Legion <laughs> of the Boom was a thing. It was it was Russell Wilson rookie year. Legion That's the, the last time they had played. I remember, I know, I remember this. They played, uh, they played. They played at Chicago. No, they played in Seattle, like my freshman or sophomore high school. The Bears did not get a first down in the first half. I can, I, they lost 26-0. I'll pull up the game right now. 2016? It was, yeah, it was like, it was like mid-2000s. It was 26-0. to zero. I am so positive. Yeah, you guys, you check it out, man. You go for it. But uh, Bobby Wagner, I mean, that's really all we have for today's podcast. So that's, uh, that's the last thing that Reading I have. Weep, that right. I've written Reading down What's the date on that? One and two. What's the, what's the, the date? Were the one date. and two. What's the date? Twenty fifteen. September twenty seventh, two thousand fifteen. That was the year after they won the Super Bowl, or the year after they lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots. Yes. So that, if I'm correct, that was the year they were on the cover as the Legion of Boom. I don't. I know. watch. No. I watch football. No, no. That Madden fifteen was the cover year. They're on the, the cover. That was two thousand fifteen. It came out of two thousand fourteen. Stupid. Okay, but so the, all I'm saying is this was the, the era, this was this is the era of the Legion of Boom. It's still yeah. Legion of Boom. Yeah. And I'm gonna. I watch football. Die. I watched football. 26-0. I said that before I looked at the game. I knew. Like, I just called you out on the spot. Can we can we give it to him, Ty? He watches football. Cam Chesler, one tackle. Um, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. Bobby Richard Wagner. Richard Sherman, one KJ tackle. KJ Wright. Okay, we'll just, they beat the Bears 26-0. I said, I don't care about the Legion of Boom. They used to beat up on the Bears. GM, they never played. They never played the Bears. Earl Thomas didn't even Earl, Earl Thomas didn't even play this okay, game. Earl That's Thomas not the Legion play. of Boom. All right, okay. That's not so the Rich, Legion so of Boom. So Richard Sherman, Bobby Wagner, Cam Chancellor. KJ Wright. The Legion of Boom is the secondary, not the whole defense. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. You're right. Uh, we're gonna, we're, we had this argument all night. You Jimmy Clausen was the starting concede. quarterback for the night. Chicago Bears. I did not know that, and Jimmy, I don't know who that is. Jimmy Clausen. All I'm saying, the in the era of the Legion of Boom, they beat the Bears. And I proved Tajan wrong. He said beat up Good on night. Good night, everybody. Every Good night, everybody. Good night. Two for, two for four. Thank great, you. Great Thank show you. this week. Thank you for listening. If you've made it Anybody this far, be Jimmy Clausen. If we've made it this far, we really do appreciate you. Jim's already out of his seat; he's ready to go. But um, video podcast will be up starting next week, so make sure you tune in for that. Check out highlights from the show at on Twitter at d one underscore rejects and on Instagram at division one rejects. Thank you all very much, and uh, have a good weekend. We'll have a spring game this weekend. We didn't really talk about it too much, but we'll uh, we'll give you a little update on that when we come back uh, in the following week. Trev, thanks for uh, making the trip on the pod today. It's been a it's been a good one. It's been a long one, but it's been it's, well, been, it's fun. been a great time. Fantastic. <laughs> See you guys. Have a good one.